Hey y'all, and welcome to the Parkies Podcast. My name is Allison, and I am the host of this podcast. It has been a minute since our last episode, but we are back and better than ever. For this upcoming episode, I interview Morgan DeMuth, who is currently living up in Montana, but was born and raised in Florida. We met while working at Snow Mountain Ranch, yet another Snow Mountain Ranch connection there, and uh, we have some fun reminiscings about our time there, which you'll hear in that episode. I also talked to Morgan about um, how she got started with doing seasonal work as a camp counselor, and then moved on to working in parks, including Yellowstone. Also talking about working at private clubs versus just a general hotel, balancing quality time with family, with parks lives. And Morgan also asked me questions, which I love, Um, does not often happen. So I think y'all will really enjoy this interview. Just a quick note is um, Morgan and I had our first attempt at an interview, but then the audio was really janky because there was a storm where I was. So we then tried again about a week later. And so you'll all mention when that shift is in the conversation. There was also some um, other interesting audio quirks, but I did my best to edit, smooth those, smooth those out. And also, um, yeah, if it got too weird, I did a voiceover. But um, you'll also hear Morgan's puppy in the background towards the end of the interview. So I think y'all will really enjoy that. Well, enough of me blabbering on. Without further ado, here's Morgan. Hello. Hi, Morgan. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay, I'm, so, I'm nervous. <laughs> okay, well, you want to be the first person to say that, so hopefully um, we can ease those nerves a little bit. And... Okay, good. <laughs> Conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. All right, so I guess we'll just start off, um, where are you spending this winter? Like, where are you currently? Um, I'm currently in Bozeman, Montana. And I will be spending the winter here. Um, and yeah, so I have a full-time position now, which Ooh. is really weird for me. <laughs> yeah, moving up in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm working at a whiskey bar called Copper Whiskey Bar in Bozeman. A total of a year and a half um, with a break in and then I just got a promotion in June, and I'm the bar manager now. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Awesome. So, yeah, you um, took a break in between. You went to Flagstaff, right? I did, yes. Yeah, I, I was a snowbird last winter and went down to Flagstaff, which it still snows there, but it's not as cold as Montana. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. And you're originally from a snowbird state of Florida, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, born and raised, Tampa Bay area. Um, yeah, I went to college there, grew up there, my entire family. Is. And you studied like a hospitality major. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, was it like 
outdoor rec or was it more hospitality? Um, it was hospitality and tourism management. And I got to do a lot of really cool things with that. During my undergraduate, I worked in a cruise management course where I was on an actual cruise beer brewing class. Um, so, yeah, I got to do some unique things there. Wait, you were on a cruise ship? I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was actually um, myself and then 12 exchange students from Taiwan were the only people in the class. And we all worked on a cruise ship from Florida to the Bahamas. That's amazing. <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait. Um, did you like a cruise ship? Because I feel like people kind of with cruise ships, they either love them or they hate them. Yes. Yeah, they're definitely unique um, in the sense of, you know, everything you need is right there on the boat. Um, So I lived in a room with uh, three other girls. We had like bunk beds. We were below sea level. So our room was technically underwater. Um, And then like the employee portion of the boat we did like a rotational thing so I got to be in multiple departments and see all the different aspects of the cruise which was cool Mm -hmm. um but yeah so there's one straight they call it like a highway from one end of the boat to the other and everything you need is on there from like the prep kitchen to the employee dining room to like they even have like employee classrooms you can get like different certifications on the boat it's definitely a different lifestyle but technically at that point everything is like under the water where you're living oh that is crazy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> was that we because I know for some people like not having a window with mm-hmm. lighting kind of messes with them did you find oh. did it mess with you too or were you pretty um sure? it was a little eerie at some points like um knowing that like I was underwater but I didn't spend that much time in my room so that made it okay I feel like I I was in there just to sleep at night gotcha Mm -hmm. yeah and I remember being in bays at snow mountain oh my gosh ground yes Yes, I yeah (laughs) kind of a similar situation you sleep well though Oh, for sure. Mine is like having a dance above you or something like a middle school dance right above you because you're on, I feel like the bays I was underneath of the basketball court or something like that. So I can, I remember there was like, um, yeah, like a school party and I could just hear all the people running around on the ground above my like bunk bed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, my sister occasionally will still say, hey, remember that time we lived under a roller rink? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. what, a weird- <laughs> <laughs> what a weird time to be alive. Like when I lived in this weird basement, with a bunch of random people and like, what, there was like military bunks down there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, since you studied hospitality if you were expecting to go into a seasonal lifestyle or did you think you would hop into like a year round hospitality or what was when you were in school, sort of what was your idea going to happen versus what actually happened in your life? Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I guess I loved seasonal jobs. Like I was a camp counselor in North Carolina growing up. I, I went to summer camp and then I was a camp counselor. So that was where I, I started my seasonal job. I started doing that when I was like 16. Seasonal work, starting my life off, I didn't even realize it, but working in a summer camp in North Carolina 
And I always loved that. I always like looked forward to it. And then college, I thought I was going to graduate and work at a huge resort on the beach and just like live my life is what I thought with air quote, my career. (laughs) (laughs) I I never pictured myself um, bouncing around. It always took me by surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because how did you get, was Yellowstone supposed to just be like a one season? Because your first gig was in Colorado, then Yellowstone, right? Yes. Yeah. And Colorado kind of happened, to be honest, I didn't know what I, I needed an internship for my degree. I had only ever lived in Florida, you know, and I was really just like, I was honestly just pissed. Like I was pissed. I was pissed off at my friends and my job. And I was like this, you know, I should take this opportunity to apply for jobs and to apply for internships. So I drank a bottle of wine one night and I applied to like three different places and Snow Mountain Ranch was the first place that got back to me like the next morning. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay. Uh, Well, this place in Colorado has contacted me. I'm going to do it. And they hired me later that day. Oh, wow. That was quick. (laughs) It was quick. So around this time, um, Morgan and I had to pause our first uh, attempt at the interview because... Where I was in Maine, there was a gale warning, so there was about 30 knot winds. It was really strong, and it was impacting the audio, so we rescheduled for later. Um, I, at that time, instead of being in Maine, I was down in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, visiting, uh, shout out, my old roommate Samantha Opperly, and uh, we picked up our conversation there. And so since we'd already gone over Morgan's upbringing and where she went to school, I then asked her again, if, um, when she was in school, if she, since she studied manage, uh, tourism management, excuse me, if she ever had any inkling that seasonal jobs, um, were out there and if they would be, um, her go-to job in the future. Let's listen in. I guess I've always been involved in it, but I, um, didn't really realize it until I started my internship for my degree, which was Snow Mountain Ranch. Gotcha. And that was Mm -hmm. like the um, eye opening of, oh, wow, you could do this as a career. Yes. Yeah. It was like, wow, there's opportunities like this everywhere I go. Every state, you know, Cool Works. Yes. Shout out to (laughs) CoolWorks.com. Yeah. You know, so, and it makes it so easy to move because they provide food and housing for you. So you don't have anything to worry about. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can just sort of drive there. You don't have to, like, use a moving van. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, moving to Colorado is what really opened my eyes and where I kind of figured out that life can be a lot different than just your nine to five. Gotcha. And when you were at Snow Mountain Ranch, did you still want to go back to Florida or did that kind of shift to where you wanted to be in the western half of the U.S.? Oh, my gosh, yes, it totally shifted. At first, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be here for six months. And then by the end of the time of my time there, I was actually applying for jobs in Vail because I had never even been really in snow before. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm already out here. I want to try it. I want to see a winner. Um, yeah, so I my original plan was to stay um, out in Colorado. And then I was having car troubles. And I just, I didn't, I couldn't find a job I liked. um, So I moved to North Carolina. 
gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you went to Yellowstone. So how long were you in North Carolina before you went to Yellowstone? Um, I was in North Carolina for about two months. I lived in my sister's spare bedroom and I worked, um, my brother-in-law owns a sandwich shop. (laughs) So I was a prep cook at his sandwich shop. (laughs) Um, and then my car ended up breaking down and I moved to Florida for like three months. I moved home and realized this isn't for me. This isn't where I want to be. And that's when I found Yellowstone and... I moved out there in April. I moved here, I guess, in April of 2017. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, did you and Katrina move together or did you <laughs> both end up like happenstance to be in Yellowstone? In case you're curious who I am talking about, I mentioned Katrina, who, Katrina Pierce, who is also on episode seven of the Parkies podcast. And she is Morgan and I's mutual friend. So she went to Yellowstone the same time as Morgan. So I was curious when their overlap was. If you want to hear more about Katrina, you can check out episode seven. And now back to Morgan's story. To Yellowstone, right? Yeah, I did um, back in 2014. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I found it online, got my job there. And... um, I think right before I left, I called Katrina and was like, listen, go to Yellowstone. There's tons of jobs. You should come. So yeah, Katrina applied, got a better job than me, obviously. She's she's better than me oh, in all aspects. But, um, so she got a, a better job than me, and we were at different locations. And so I was like, well, shoot, I want to be with her. So mm-hmm. I called and was like, listen, my friend's a manager. My cousin is a manager is what I called it. And then they're like, okay, you can do front desk or housekeeping. I was like, front desk, when do I start? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how we ended up there together. And then I got there first and got our room set up and went to HR and was like, listen, my cousin's coming. We need to live together. (laughs) So. (laughs) I love that she was your cousin. (laughs) Yes. Yes, she was my cousin in the park. And people thought that for years like I felt bad I was like lying to people for years and people would be like oh my gosh Katrina how's your cousin doing Katrina's like what the <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah <laughs> things you do just to get to get into places you need to be <laughs> honestly to secure a good roommate though yes exactly yeah, yeah. It's kind of worth it. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. And um, so the Mammoth Hot Springs Hotel is where I worked. And the front desk there is one of the first group of people to start after the winter season. So when I, my starting day, there was only like a handful of us that were even at the park yet. So um, definitely an interesting intro to being like one of the first people there. And we toured the park with nobody in it. It was cool. That's awesome. Was there still a lot of snow when you first Oh, got- my gosh. Yes, so much snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as, like, a Floridian, that excitement mm-hmm. not great. <laughs> um, I was very excited. I was a little not prepared. I, like, had rain boots. I didn't know you, like, needed insulated boots. So I was like, these aren't – these should be good, right? I was like, no. <laughs> Those don't work. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And from Yellowstone, 
you went to how long were you there I actually don't know this um I was just there for six months just this summer season oh, okay because you mm-hmm. didn't did you didn't go back did you I didn't know I moved to Big Sky and was a seasonal worker for almost three years in Big Sky oh wow okay yeah That's yep a- um yeah and you were at the resort there I was actually at a, um, the private clubs there. I was at Yellowstone Club and Spanish Peaks. Okay. Is Spanish Peaks similar to Yellowstone Club? Like it is. It's a mountain. Yeah. Or... But yeah, so Spanish Peaks is attached to Big Sky Resort. They have lifts that take you onto the mountain. Um, and they're a lot more relaxed than Yellowstone Club. Um, and they're owned by a manage- uh, hospitality management company that has places all over the U.S. Cool. Did you work front desk there? I didn't know. I actually, so I worked at Yellowstone Club and I was in housekeeping and I was having to do just a lot of stuff. I, yeah, it's just not pretty and fun. <laughs> Some ugly stuff I had to do. Um, obviously, housekeeping, you see, you can see the worst of things. But um, so, and I got a winter, my very first winter ever. And then I got a golf cart position where I drove a golf cart and served drinks on a golf course. Spanish Peaks. Nice. I'm yeah. Thanks. Driving a golf cart. Oh my gosh! Yes. Even I would just get out there early, and even people that didn't want to drink, I like started to learn what they liked. Like some guys just liked having energy drinks, or like some guys like Gatorade, like certain kinds of Gatorades, or I purposely would bring a cup of coffee with me to one gentleman and I would make bank just by handing them their, their drinks. And so, um, like getting to know the people that were always on the course really benefited and it was fun. You know, I had like real conversation. Yeah. I, I feel like that's nice too, because like hotels, you tend to have just like a continual anonymous mm-hmm. mass of people. Whereas like that, yes. you got some like regulars and you could kind Definitely. of, update each other on that that's super cool yeah it's cool um I feel like working at private clubs is definitely different um it has it's a lot of benefits you get to know a lot of families and people um and being there for almost three years I got to really know some people and a lot of my coworkers that I'm close with um still work at different private clubs all over the U.S. now like I feel like they find a place and then they like it and they just move around to other private clubs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So a private club. So there's like Yellowstone club. What are some other examples of other private clubs? This is something I haven't heard a lot about. Um, so Spanish peaks and moonlight um, private club. That's also in big sky. So there's three, um they're just like a membership base a lot of them have golf courses skiing access and then um a lot of things come included in your membership you know you have a a nicer clubhouse things like that um but it it just attracts a lot of families which was nice because i i feel like i prefer to work with especially bartending um i liked working with more family-based like i guess um like guest client like clientele than getting those rowdy crowds in otherwise. Oh, yeah. I could imagine. (laughs) 
yeah you just have like parents who want a nice cocktail instead of yeah. like, that are pounding beers yes exactly yeah exactly gotcha. yeah mm-hmm. well, that makes so. sense and so it was seasonal so that's where I really benefited where I would have all of May off you know half of April and then all of October and half of November off every year so that's where I kind of really loved I love seasonal for that yeah yeah this fall is the first time I'm taking like a in-between seasons trip oh fun stay around and do stuff Mm -hmm. like in Breckenridge or stuff like that but this time I'm like traveling around and I'm like oh this is fun (laughs) yeah right it's like oh this is amazing (laughs) yeah I love having um I'm like oh I should start saving up to do this more often (laughs) yeah (laughs) that Um, feeds into it that feeds into the seasonal mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Definitely. So were you like the same job every winter and every summer or did you mix it up? Um, so I did the golf course, the golf cart during the summer, and then I was bartending. Um, and then I, my last winter there, which was um, 2019 into 2020, which was like the, the year that we shut down for COVID, I actually worked at a yurt on the side of the mountain. That's so cool. Yeah. So I had to commute every day by snowmobile. You could only get up there, snow coach, snowmobile, or skiing. So, yeah, I commuted every day. um, And there was three – or there's four people that worked in the building. It was just two big yurts. Um, Yeah, and we did lunches, and then we did, um, like, private uh, five-course dinners every night, which was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hours, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Especially, like, commuting by snowmobile? That's yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, and we had this little um, cart that's that hooks onto the back of the snowmobile. You could, we'd all, like, ride in this little tiny cart and get pulled up there. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so much fun. I love it when, like, you know, fun little perks like that are built into the job. Makes the long hours worth it. Definitely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but since you were there like year round, but seasonally, um, did you, did you like doing that? Or I know some people really love to just move or they love seasonal work because they can move around to different parts, but you seem mm-hmm. to enjoy the work schedule or am I getting that wrong? Um, no, I did. I, Unfortunately, the timing of the audio in this portion got a little wonky, so I'm going to go ahead and just sum up what Morgan um, is about to say. Uh, She explained that she loves the flexibility of seasonal work and that it allowed her to be in the Big Sky area and close to Yellowstone and Katrina and all these cool spots to explore, and she also enjoyed her job great location and then she also had a month and sometimes even more in the spring and fall to go visit home in Florida and see family and then she could just go back to Montana and not have to worry about moving her stuff or anything like that. I have done seasonal jobs where I move locations and also seasonal jobs where I stay in the same spot and there is something to be said about just 
staying in the same spot, renewing your lease, and <laughs> can make it a lot easier sometimes. All right, now back to the show. We're in Bozeman now, though, so what, um, yeah, what initiated that change? Um, yes, yeah, so I moved to Arizona last winter. I was a snowbird a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, and I lived in Flagstaff, so just like an hour and a half south of the Grand Canyon, which you were also in the Grand Canyon. Yes. You have been everywhere. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like I just hit the major points and everyone has some connection to them. <laughs> but... See that definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I was in Flagstaff last winter. Um, just I I guess I didn't work a lot last winter. I um I helped Katrina drive her camper van. Yeah. Yeah, from Philly to Montana, and then again from Arizona to Montana when she came down on her off season. Um. Yeah, so then I guess we, Nick and I, we had gone down there. His brother started a construction company, so he helped his brother out a lot. And I ended up working at a bistro and got a ski path, Flagstaff, and Southern Southern Utah, New Mexico, Arizona. It was so much fun. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it was an awesome summer or winter. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What mm-hmm. is the snow different than it is up in Montana? Like uh, down- yeah. Yeah, it was definitely at least um, in Arizona. Yes, we were at a higher elevation. Flagstaff's almost at almost eight thousand feet, so we still got a good amount of snow. It didn't snow as often. Um, so the mountain had to make its own snow a lot, but Southern Utah, no, it was amazing when we were skiing in Southern Utah. Yeah, like powdery and. Mm-hmm. And then New Mexico was like summer skiing or like spring skiing. It was so warm. We were like in t-shirts. Oh, cool. Well, did that mm-hmm. make snow mushy then? Like, was it a little harder? Mm-hmm. To... It was just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well, mm-hmm. I love snow. What's the yes. snow like? <laughs> yes, yeah. is it pottery or is it like mashed potatoes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Geeking out about snow aside, so after living in Flagstaff, Morgan had got some remote work working for a wine subscription company, and so she said, "Thought, oh, this is great. I can go and work anywhere I want to." Well, her and Nick ended up moving back up to Bozeman after that winter in Flagstaff, and she started a job at the Copper Whiskey Bar and realized she could earn so much more money there than she could during doing her remote work. And then later, she was uh, promoted to the bar manager at the Copper Whiskey Bar, and that sort of sealed the deal in them um, moving back to Bozeman, Montana instead of Big Sky. You'll also hear there were a couple as other reasons why they really um, decided to go back to Bozeman instead of Big Sky, but you'll hear that in just a minute. You'll also hear some puppy audio. Uh, Morgan's got a new puppy, so you can hear it in the background, getting a little a little restless. But anyway, back to the show. 
Yeah, for y'all, like, we want more of a town-city atmosphere. That's why you didn't want to go back to Big Sky? Um, yeah, I was I was definitely checked out of Big Sky. Um, it's just, it was, became too remote for me. I wanted, yeah, that more of that town-city um, and puppy right now. And he's, he is, like, <laughs> sorry. In the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to get away from it really quick. Um so yeah, I wanted more of the town city, especially after living in Flagstaff. I'm like, this is amazing, you know, you can actually get delivery. Like what? There's a grocery <laughs> store. Like there's just so many amenities that I just was ready to have again. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just so much cheaper compared to living in like in a resort town, you know. Definitely. And you're still close enough to a lot of different stuff, um, mm-hmm. like Yellowstone and Big Sky. And Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, coming back to um, Bozeman was really nice. Um, Nick, my boyfriend's brother, had passed away, so it was nice to be back with his family. Mm. Um, that was a big push for us to come back to Montana. And, um, yeah, so I'm happy with the move, and I like being – now that I'm getting older, I like being close to an airport because I, I like to go home mm-hmm. um, and see my family a lot more now. Oh, yeah. That's that's huge because um, I lived – I'd always lived in, like, cities that had an mm-hmm. airport, and then I moved to Breckenridge, and it's like an hour and a half drive to the nearest airport. Yes, Yeah. It's just like that extra leg to try to visit people. Mm-hmm. Right. And is it, but now Sarah's in Boulder, right? Yeah, Sarah's in Boulder, and then our youngest sister is in Denver. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to get everybody to move. Yes. <laughs> now you just need your pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just funny because my stepsister lives in Florida, actually. Oh, um, okay. So my, my parents have like, they're almost in like the imperfect middle so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if I'm just gonna stay in Iowa because then they can be in between Florida and Colorado I don't know no way there's so many cheap direct flights to Florida every day <laughs> from Denver well, she was actually saying she said I'd rather fly into Denver because the flights mm-hmm. are cheaper than to go to Des Moines mm-hmm, and- definitely so, if you're listening to this, Mom and Tony, <laughs> you <should move> to <laughs> Colorado because flights are cheaper. Yes, definitely. Florida. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh that's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, cool. Well, I've got just a couple like random questions. Yeah. Mine just kind of off. Um, the walls. So something that just I just thought of was how in parks normally um, a decent chunk of the workers are J ones mm-hmm. or international. Workers. Did y'all have that in the private clubs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, majority of our staff was made up of J ones, um, and actually with you know COVID hitting and things like that, um, there is uh, there was a huge labor shortage everywhere, but. Um, yeah, they relied so and I think their piece is called H2. Um, it's, I think, I don't know 
don't quote me on, on this, but I think it's um, like for people who aren't students. So I worked with like a lot of women in housekeeping um, that were on an H2 visa. Oh, okay. So like a work visa um, for like adults. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Yellowstone Club relied heavily on that. They had like, I think they hired 1,300 people seasonally. Um and I think a majority of that was H2 visas. And um majority of those people came from Jamaica. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Bar Harbor, there were a lot of um, Jamaican workers. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how like different locations <coughs> attract workers from different countries. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I worked at Spanish Peaks during the winter time. We always, uh, they always hired J1s from South America. They always hired J1s from Eastern Europe. Oh, <laughs> you get like an interesting, yeah, that's something I loved was you got to learn about different parts of the world by just like working with people from all over. I know, it's so cool. And, and it's kind of funny because, you know, I feel like I constantly still read like that like my friend Vanya just moved in with me and she and I worked together she's from Bulgaria and her and I worked together at Spanish Peaks and now she's um living full-time in Bozeman with us so kind of funny how things like that just you just stay you meet people and you just stay in contact with them mm-hmm. and so, and then soon enough you have this like network of people you've worked with all over <laughs> all over yeah exactly and then turn people who know other people from a different seasonal job yeah oh definitely definitely that's cool yeah Mm -hmm. so um so you like bozeman do you think you'll stay in bozeman for the foreseeable future or are you is there like other spots maybe you and nick would want to for another winter or something like that um i could see myself here for at least the next one or two years just because I have gotten into a position I like and I'm doing so much and doing so much. I think that's really benefiting me um, and my company's growing, but I see myself either back in Florida in the next three to four years or a place like I love Denver. So I could see myself in Denver as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit easier to be able to get back to Florida. Um, and I, amazing but this is also still somewhat of a small town so um I definitely like the city aspect of Denver yeah well and Denver's growing so yes more and more of a city for sure yes for sure um and yeah like my sisters are all having kids and are married and I'm missing so much of that and it it's definitely like the older I get the more I appreciate that um so mm-hmm. it's just kind of finding a balance between that and then having obviously all of the adventures you get when you live out west. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it is I'm in a constant battle of like trying to carve out these little pockets of like quality time with my family. Yes. And, like, traveling with them and also, well, I'm not going to see you for X amount of months. <laughs> because I'm going exactly. To see you. Exactly. And, and I think that's kind of something I don't know I've noticed in people who love seasonal work is that 
you, I feel like you get a different out view on life. You're not just there for your job. You're there to experience what else is offered in the area you're in. Mm, mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Yeah. And location matters a little bit more. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, oh, that surprises me. You'd go back to Florida. I know it does. It surprises me too because I feel like I've always said, I'm never going back to Florida. And um, yeah, the older I get, I just realize really it's my sisters, how close I want to be to my sisters. Mm-hmm. So if they would move to Denver or into Colorado with me, I would be there <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate my sisters moved to Colorado. You know, we all drank the Kool-Aid on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <So it's all laughs> <there>. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. And um, so there's another Seasonals podcast or Parky's podcast called The Seasonals. And the um, guy who runs that one always asks people, what's a lesson from your hometown that helped you out in seasonal life. So speaking of Florida, I am going to ask you (laughs) a lesson you learned growing up in Florida that has helped you in like your seasonal jobs, even if they've mostly been out West. Oh gosh. Okay. From my hometown, not from, um, I guess you could do Florida in general or, but if there's something (laughs) specifically from like the St. Pete area. Um, I guess one that I, that comes straight to my head and it's so typical Florida is don't underestimate how crazy somebody is (laughs) (laughs) or can be. (laughs) And that goes for all aspects when I'm working seasonal, because I feel like coworkers, you meet some of the craziest people that do seasonal jobs. Like, Oh my gosh. I mean, being in the, being in Yellowstone, I met some of the craziest people that, you know, like they just filter through. They're there for a couple weeks and you're just like, who are you? Where did you come from? And then also interacting with guests like on vacation and, and stressed and, um, you know, tired from being in Yellowstone, not realizing how big Yellowstone is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't underestimate how crazy somebody can be or already is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet. Yeah. <laughs> Workers in seasonal life. We're all talking. <clears throat> for like an entire work shift and then the next day I still learn new things about them mm-hmm. like, wait a minute <laughs> how, does all, how does this all fit together yeah yeah oh that's funny <laughs> oh man but yeah do you have any um what's been I'm trying to think your favorite like do you prefer the desert? Do you prefer mountains? Do you like snow now? Like, is that a thing? Or are you still kind of like, eh, on snow? <laughs> um, so I love summertime in the mountains. I think it's amazing. It's like perfect weather. Um, still prefer fall in Florida. Winter terrifies me a little bit just because, I don't know, black ice. That's a crazy idea to me. Like what? It doesn't look like it's slippery, but it is. Uh, and just snow in Iowa and black ice is terrifying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah so I'm driving at night in the snow when it's like really coming down so yeah I think I really love snow and I love skiing 
but I'm definitely still like, I love ideal conditions, like bluebird days <laughs> and not too cold, which here in Montana, you know, negative 45 some days. So um, <laughs> I'm really interested in like the Pacific Northwest, like Washington, Oregon coast is somewhere mm-hmm. I definitely find myself exploring here in the future, which is um, like a mindset, like, okay, I'll get like a little bit of time off soon and then I'll probably go do that. And Yeah. Yeah. With your um, nine to five, like since you have like a year round position, do you, yes. do you get time? Is it easier to like get time off during slow seasons or do you still have to like only like get a certain amount of vacation days or? Um, so luckily my company's pretty relaxed um, and I have just like the two weeks set off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, slower times like right now, I'm going to Vegas with Katrina next week. Nice. And then for three days, which actually falls on my days off anyways. Um, and then I'm going to Florida November and then come December until like May, I probably won't take any time off. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause that'll be the busy season for skiing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, since you like different seasons in different places, you could always summer in Montana and then winter in Florida. Yes be a snowbird yes exactly that's what I want eventually yep (laughs) yeah I've thought about that because um the coast of Maine was pretty cool and I'm like I want to see that too oh my gosh yeah I was like well maybe you know a spot in the northeast and a spot in Colorado yes But I, then I, you know, check myself with reality and I'm like where where do you think this money's gonna come from (laughs) I know it's like if you just um, like if you find something that allows flexibility and income, which is ideal, right? And something you love, then you can just go wherever you want. Yeah. And yeah, it's sort of a way to do it like on the cheap, I guess. Yes. Or still getting paid. Definitely. For sure. Do you ever see you or Eli moving out of Colorado? Hmm. I don't know about permanently. Mm-hmm. possibly to montana he really likes montana but i just oh yes Colorado. yeah um, and since like my sisters are there and his whole family's there yeah i don't know um like we kind of we really like it so i could yeah i could see us like being there for a while at least and then maybe doing like a couple of different places yeah so yeah we, we love Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to ask you about. Um, so um, is there anything? I think we'll start to wrap up here. Okay. Is there anything I didn't ask that you want to talk about or mention? Oh, um, um, yeah, I guess my, my main thing is when people are involved with seasonal jobs, um, I just feel like a lot of times they're built different, like wired differently, I guess, in a way is he said that, but that's what is so addicting about it is you meet so many people that are like-minded to you and active and aren't stuck in a routine and are there to experience, um, and see the sights. 
amazing. Yeah. You definitely, I've always said it's like a work hard, play hard mentality. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, and um, I guess, lastly, do you have any, like, favorite stories or favorite memories from any of the jobs you worked that perhaps reflect that work hard play okay. hard um I think a lot about Snow Mountain Ranch because I feel like that's like my big introduction and it was always so much fun but there's so much bullshit behind it and um and I guess my one thing is is working special events and weddings hold on sorry my dog is like getting antsy here um that's okay. Working special events and weddings, we had a gentleman who was like, Katrina and I is one of our first like weddings by ourselves. We were up at that point um, that had the big wooden cross. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it got torn out of the ground because the groom who had picked that spot didn't had a problem with religion. So I go out there in the morning and we're like trying to find like the cross is gone. We're like, maybe they contacted maintenance <laughs> before the wedding. And we're like, maybe they contacted maintenance and Katrina are like walking around in like the bushes and the cross is just in the trees. We're like, what? And it, he tore an eight foot wooden cross out of the ground with his hand and chucked it in the trees. <laughs> I remember this because we yeah. were to have church service at the same location the day mm-hmm. after the wedding. And the was like, like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And we ended up, like, having to, like, find him and, like, have a talk with him. And all of his wedding party was so upset. And then I was doing a tour the next morning. They were, like, cleaning up their, like, the reception hall. And he, I'm, like, in the middle of a tour with somebody. Again, like, my first time doing a tour alone. And he comes up to me crying and apologizing. And, like, in front of these other people, and I'm just like, I mean, you didn't offend me, but you definitely offended, I mean, this property, like, this company. <laughs> like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I remember he, like, came up the next morning and tried to apologize to the chaplain. Yes. Um, And I think it was just, like, a little too soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the chaplain. And the chaplain's assistant were just like, um, what the? <laughs> yeah, they were just kind of like, again, like, what the hell, man? <laughs> yes. Yeah, remember, he they went from a wedding location that didn't have a cross. Yep. One that did. Yes. I'm like, why'd y'all even switch? <laughs> <clears throat> exactly. I remember that too. Like, you chose to do this. What? <laughs> um. Yeah. And so yeah, that and then just kind of funny moments there, like just driving around late at night in like a company vehicle that didn't even need a key to turn on like what and like in the middle of work dropping I don't know if you remember Alp yeah yeah the church he's from church yes. he's like very much a diva like having to drop him off so he can shower and get dressed because he's like going out to the bars like Ulers in the basement and then like picking him up and he's like in bedazzled light pants and like a fur coat and I'm like Okay, Alb, like, we still have, like, three hours left of our shift. <laughs> also, this is, like, Winter Park. Like, no one's going to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So just funny memories like that. Yeah. I found even of all the 
like parks and seasonal jobs I've had, Snow Mountain Ranch is like its own type of person too. Oh, yes. <laughs> like there's totally. their seasonal workers as their own type of people and the like people who work at Snow Mountain Ranch. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, so man. I'm sorry if anybody's listening to this from Sonoma. <laughs> oh man, the funny thing, I think two interviewees, one or two interviewees ago, he mm-hmm. had gotten his start at Snow Mountain Ranch. Um and we were both yeah, we were do- doing the same thing kind of laughing about it like, what a crazy place. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, all right. I think that's all the questions I got for you. So, yeah. Thank you for your time and dealing with, um, yeah, audio issues. Oh, yes. Thank you for being patient with me, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We we got it done. So, um, yes. There you have it, folks. Another episode of the Parkies podcast, this time with Morgan DeMuth. I want to thank Morgan for her time and working with all the various audio issues we had. Um, I was really great to hear the different stories and experiences she had. I also want to thank y'all, the listeners, for tuning into this episode and this podcast in general. I certainly do appreciate it. Um, the Parkies podcast does have social media. We've got a Facebook page and an Instagram, both under the Parkies podcast. If y'all haven't checked those out already, you should go ahead and give them a like. Um, if As well, if you want to go ahead and give us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to, that'll definitely help us out with that good old algorithm. But I hope y'all have a wonderful New Year's and a happy start to 2022. And um, yeah, happy trails! <laughs>